Good evening, everybody. You are listening to a Rattledgen Broadcasting Premier Podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And tonight, our favorite show is All Elite Wrestling Revolution 2022. And joining me from the podcast cave, ladies and gentlemen, are... Uh, our CEO of Rattledge and Broadcasting Pro- Productions North. <laughs> Chris Bailey, I'll take that. Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey, Chris Bailey. How do you do? How do you do? How do you do? What do, baby boo? Hey, uh, so listen, we, we're about to discuss a pay-per-view that may have done almost all the right things, Mark Rattledge. Almost all the right things. You know what it reminded me of? Um, it kind What's of reminded that? me of the last, I think it was All Out, where... but. But I think the match, the quality of the matches was better. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just mm. this was like full gear had some surprises. They introduced new people. There was a lot of stuff going on. It fe- very much felt like a happening, whereas yeah. All Out just felt like another. You know, I think we compared it to like an in your house. You know, just just another yes. pay per view where stuff happens. But the the big takeaway I think from for a lot of people was they didn't love the matches. I think that was the Young Bucks FTR. There was another one on there where it was like. Eh, this is okay. I think like it was John Moxley, maybe MJF might have been one of them, if I remember correctly, and everyone just kind of eh. um seemed fine. And Revolution, kind of the same for me. Where really it, it it did not I did not feel like it was a spectacular event. I felt like it was an okay event. I thought okay. um I have one major criticism, I think. Um, just to kind of get us talking, and then we can jump into the actual matches. I think there was way too. This felt like an extreme rules. There was way too many gimmick matches, and oh yeah, it, it's like when when Harry and I reviewed um, No Holds Barred uh, about a month or so ago, and it was like after a while you just get sick of watching death matches. It's the same shit over and over and over again. It should there, there should have only been one no rules match, and it should have been CM Punk and MJF in the dog collar match. Which, by the way, when you're when you're watching with an uninitiated wrestling fan, and you're you know, and or you're explaining to an uninitiated wrestling fan, you're like, so there's these two guys whipping each other with chains, and they have collars on. Suddenly, this got very erotic in a hurry. Oh my god! <laughs> I agree with you. You know what? Somebody who walks in and just passes by the TV when you're viewing professional wrestling, you it all gets all sorts of eye rolls. Mark Redlich, I will say, I will tell you that depending on what's on the screen. And this one potentially was a was a powder keg of eye rolls for sure. Yeah. Um. So that that's it. I just they only needed the one. Um. No rules match. The dog collar match. You know, it was. This has been a vicious feud between CM Punk and MJF. That was all they needed. Not every and every other match. That, like that's the problem with doing like multi man matches, triple threats, stuff like that. Is they all end up being no rules, and then it just turns into a Lollapalooza. And right. how many times in a row, and how many matches in a row can I see? Can I see garbage being strewn about and people being pushed through tables? Like I, lost I think, and 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 uh, yeah, I'll get into it a little bit later on here uh, in regards to. 
what I thought was repetitive. So a lot of AEW, mm -hmm. there's an AEW style and there's a yeah. WWE style. And we got to see several cases where the AEW style is kind of exhausted. And you'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll talk about those once I get into those. And one of them actually starts right in the, um, in the buy-in. So okay. if you want right, to start so with that, let's, let's jump in. Yeah. yeah. We have um, just a quick note to our friends on Twitch and uh, Facebook. And if anyone ever shows up on YouTube, if you're watching live, if you have a comment or a question about the show or about what we're talking about, feel free to throw it in there and I'll pepper them in as uh, Chris and I review the show for the next hour or so. So this this was March 6, 2002, live from you know the next town over, Chris Bailey, Orlando, Florida, where the magic happens. It's true. Early. It's true. <laughs> I've, I've been trying to I've been trying to get to Orlando, Florida, but the damn virus keeps popping up. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I and then Disney changed their prices. What's going on? What are yeah, they well, doing? These I'm savages. Not, I'm not going back to Disney again for a while, but I was actually thinking about going to this. I was going to you know maybe take my kids, whatever. It was one of those deals where it was just so close to Christmas or whatever. I, I, I just couldn't yeah, get it yeah, together. Yeah. I didn't want to try that hard. But I, I do want to go to, at some point, I do want to go check out an AEW event somewhere here in Florida. Anyway, uh, so this took place at the Edition Financial Arena, which I think is on the campus of UCF. Uh, and the buy-in, let's start there. Uh, started off with Layla, legit Layla Hirsch, all three feet of her, who defeated, <laughs> <laughs> who defeated Chris Statlander in about 10 minutes. What did you think of this match? Uh, well, I think this is a placeholder because something happens a little bit later on in the card. Mm -hmm. which uh, I think that this is just a, a cog in the wheel to get to a place where we need to get. And I'll talk about that uh, a little bit later on. But as a match, I would call it a little bit on the sloppy side. I mean, Statlander was definitely, I think, pulling her weight, which is a little bit unusual. But Miss um, uh, Hirsch, I think, was a little uh, was a little loose. I mean, some of her moves were she was, uh, you know, she wasn't polished in this one. The match ended when, uh, you know, she hit her with one of those turnbuckle literally a turnbuckle metal piece that keeps that hooks on the turnbuckle, the hook, and, uh, you know, knocks Statlander out and hit a beautiful leaping top rope moonsault, which was which was beautiful execution. Layla Hirsch goes over here. Um, I would say a little a little spotty, but overall not a bad opener, not a bad opener. You give the opener to the ladies. What's your thoughts on Statlander as a character developing, you know? So we've seen her from ground one when she was just the weird, strange alien. Now she's the alien who partners up with the, uh, you know, the best friends. So what's your thoughts? I mean, I'm sure if Harry Broadhurst were here, he'd tell you that she's this indie darling and she's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he met her in a parking lot once. They shared a cigarette in a moment. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, He knows everybody. Uh, I, I still think she's very sloppy. I still think yes. she's awkward. Um, I think legit Layla Hirsch because I favor legit Layla Hirsch because of her authentic wrestling background. Yes, but I but I think she needs she needs like a Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle, like she's a she's coach. mini Taz. She's a female Taz. Right, this and is she, what this girl she, is. But she needs an agent that works with her that get that will teach her how to work like that because I think there's potential there. Um, I think she's somebody who like you know you brought up Taz. You know Taz with the you know by contrast to most wrestlers was smaller, you know, diminutive, but he right. made up for it by being vicious and by utilizing grappling. You know, we're all the same height when we're laying down next to each other. Um, so, <laughs> you know, height don't matter then. Eh? <laughs> no, my point is though, like if she, if they treat her like a shooter and take her seriously and she learns to work like a, like a Kurt Angle, like a shooter, then I think, she has a lot of potential there if they could, you know, put her some, put them into some interesting matches with 
some of the girls and put her into some interesting storylines. Um, absent of that, it's she's. I think she's always going to look like she's terrible because she's not yeah, in there with yeah, people yeah. who know how to work with a worker. They know how you know with a shooter. They know how to work with other you know indie wrestlers, which yeah. no one really works, do they? They just do spots. You know, it may, there might be a transition move from one spot to the next, but it's just a collection of spots for the most part. Just my huge problem with indie wrestling. Harry Broadhurst of the Screaming Boy podcast. Um, so you might, right. <laughs> so you, so you might say, so she gets to win in the in the pre-show, yeah, okay, in the buy-in. So you might think, okay, you know, Layla Hirsch is on the rise until you mm. saw what happened after the match, and Red Velvet comes running to the ring to save her friend. So I think okay. that she won the buy-in match to get a match against Red Velvet. Woo! Yes. Yeah. I, like I mean, I mean, Red Velvet can't wrestle for shit, but I like her look. She's a cutie patootie. Yeah, um, that little that, that little dance she does with stirring it up, baby. That's pretty cool. I yeah. love that. We got to stir oh. it up. I would love to stir it up with Red Velvet. <laughs> Anywho, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, she's listening. I, if you're out there, Red Velvet, <laughs> I fancy you. Um, all right. Speaking of fancy, Hook defeated QT Marshall in five minutes. Can you like? Just explain to me the fascination with Hook right now. When did this become a thing and why? Like, or, or is it just Hook. it just seemed like a fun thing for wrestling wrestling fans to collectively do, kind of like fandangoing? So, so he was part of Team Taz, and he yeah. was in the background, and it became an internet joke that you know one day they're going to send Hook. You know what I mean? He's just this yeah. really skinny pipe cleaner of a kid, mm-hmm. and well, he did it. nothing. Did really, abs on him? My God! Oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But like I said, he's a you know he's he's a good looking young young dude. He's got the uh, the anime hair. You know what I mean? He's got all these things going for him. Yeah. His his father is Taz. Right. I mean, uh, and he kicks some ass in the ring. But he's you know it, it, it's a little bit of a joke. It's a little bit of inside baseball. But yeah. uh, you know, I think fans made Hook and they're into Hook. So I think uh, you know. He's sort of their their Daniel Bryan that they're shouldering right now. And what a guy to send to the cannon fodder, but QT, DDP, Marshall. Yeah. Marshall. Uh, this Sorry. is where I tuned. I didn't see the first match. This is where I tuned into the buy-in. I was uh, doing stuff that day. And, yeah, Hook threw him a beat. You know, I mean, I have no – I think Hook I think Hook is still green. I think he needs yeah, yeah. Time, to, time to grow, time to get comfortable with it. But, you know, he looks good in the ring, like you said. He has a good presentation. I kind of like him in the in the basketball shorts. Uh, yeah, because like like he has that like, I'm a real fighter thing going for him, but you know in the lighter weight divisions. So um, and and I think if they treat him that way, you know, not to repeat everything I just said about Layla Hirsch, but treat him like a shooter, like yeah. I, like five minutes with QT Marshall might have been too much. <laughs> well, know? this is this was his longest match to date. You know, mm-hmm. he's been killing people on uh, you know never barely the main shows, but you know anything that's not technically on the big show. Oh, look. Mm-hmm. Turk eight twenty two says hook equals money. That's Jason, by the way. I agree, Jason Teasley. I yes. agree. Te- I agree. Hook Teasley. does equal money the right now at this point. The protocol son from the second and short podcast for you fantasy football people says hook equals money. I, I don't. I don't disagree. All right, moving on. Um, finally, we have the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews, who has escaped the plantation of the WWE uh, versus. <laughs> Pac, Penta, Oscura, and Eric Redbeard, also off the plantation from the WWE in a six-man tag. 
Um, it's weird that this was on the pre-show. No, I mean, like Malachi Black was a big get. They just got Brody King. Ba- Buddy Matthews, who's another internet, like Zach Ryder-ish sensation, yeah. just came over. I would have thought they would put this on the <coughs> pay-per-view proper and give them more of a platform. What do you think? Well, they always start the buy-in shows pretty hot. So if you're mm-hmm. looking at the buy-in, like they're still in pay-per-view mode. This is not Saudi money. You know what I mean? This is not the WWE where everything is already bought and paid for mm-hmm. on the Peacock Network. They want people to spend money. So they broke out, you know, what? what is more AEW than, you know, Pac, Penta, Eric Redbeard, and, uh, you know, the House of Black. I mean, I think he gave them a full dose of AEW and what that he could expect on this pay-per-view. And here is where I think the formula stalls. Mm-hmm. This was all these moves and all everything that you saw here from Canadian destroyers to uh, super kicks, savat kicks, all the regular jazz, all the kickouts was on the buy-in. And it repeated question? over and yeah, for sure. Let me ask you a question. Do you drink? Like I don't. I, no. I, I'm, I'm not asking. Okay, you're you don't drink at all. You, I am you, anti. I'm straight edge, sir, all the way. All right. Um, do you, I, 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 I would drink after this one. No, I don't smoke at all. Okay, okay. Well, I'm trying to figure out a fun game for us. In the next pay-per-view, we need to do something every time a Canadian Destroyer gets hit. Okay? Every time somebody pulls we'll out a figure Canadian it out. Destroyer, me and you eat, eat a hot dog. You know, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, well, we would be on something. a TLC show right now. My 600-pound life stuck in the bathtub <laughs> at this point. No I can shit. guarantee you. Dude. Wow. I mean, I know we complain about this a lot, but like this, this was almost like somebody heard our podcast or other people complaining about the overuse of the Canadian story and be like, lean into it. (laughs) Like the entire show, every single what I would call AEW match, and we'll we'll tell you when there's an AEW match, all had Mm -hmm. destroyers and some had several. Yeah, and and some hit the floor. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, if you hit a pile driver on the floor years ago, guy was out for six months. Yeah. Now, now, now they get up later and win the match. Uh, they yeah. banned the pile driver into WWE, WWF. Right? Like they banned it as a move. What's and now it's w- just what's more WCW 2000 than rejected WWE guys. You know, here's the now, now it's now it's how can we do a Canadian destroyer from a balcony? Yes. Like they're, a, they're they're trying to elevate it now into a tall drinking glass. Observe. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> observe. So anyway, um it was okay. I mean, so yeah. I, I was watching this, like I said, uh, while I was finishing some stuff on the computer and I was talking to people. So it was like, meh. I think I think with AEW now is you get a lot of these people who felt like they were not used well in the WWE. Like, oh, here, I have freedom. But, like, the WWE is too far to the one side of the pendulum where there's too much control and everyone feels yeah. like um, like automatons in a Disney park. You know, they're just correct. And that's that's it. That's all they are. Yeah. They're, they're just they're just robots. Whereas AEW, where there's nobody watching in the farm at all. And it's just like, go have a match. I don't care what you do. You seem like you know what you're doing. And everyone <laughs> and there's no control. And it's just anarchy. Um, there's both products lack a entertaining cohesion that really pulls things together. One is too flaccid and too plain. And the other one is so utterly disorienting and uh and schizophrenic it's hard to it's it's hard to really take it all in you just feel overwhelmed after a while it's my impression of aew and and when you have this many this much talent in the ring so you had a good combination of big guys and small guys Mm -hmm. high flyers and solid mat wrestlers you know what i mean you had Mm -hmm. you had pretty well every base covered but you sort of 
you know, you're you're the young guy at the, at the prom who shoots his load before he gets in the limo. You know what I mean? It's 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 game over. You know what yeah. I mean? He's got nothing left for later on in tonight. And uh, right. 17 minutes of this match, House of Black goes over. By the way, uh, the only thing that I really liked in this match was the. Um, Eric Redbeard and Brody King facing off. I mean, these guys were throwing each other around like they were luchadors. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? this was and, big, meaty men slapping meat. It was, man, and uh, it really went well. And listen, the fact that Eric Redbeard is on these pay-per-views and you have the House of Black, uh, can Bray Wyatt be around the corner? Maybe. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, we, got some, we got some big weeks of wrestling coming up, as you know. All right, the yes, pay-per-view sir. proper kicked off with Eddie Kingston, the Mad King, versus Chris Jericho. 13 minutes and 40 seconds. Um, I It was okay. They had a match. Um, it was actually kind of nice because I, I wish this had been further on in the card almost because it would yeah, have broken yeah, up a too. lot of you know, the constant garbage spot fest spot matches. They, they just had a yeah. match. And, you know, and it I was like... Ref- it was refreshing, Mark, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, it like, was oh my refreshing. God, wrestlers wrestling. How novel. Um, Eddie Kingston... Eddie Kingston wrestles a very guttural, very gritty style. Um, I generally like his matches. They're, you know, they're sort of the antithesis of the the high flying um, lucha, you know, spot filled matches. Like he he really brings things to the mat and makes you work for it. And and it looks it looks legit. Low, he looks like he's throwing you a beating. And Jericho is very adaptive. I mean, for all the faults Jericho has personality wise, um, and and now body shape wise. Chris Jericho, I think, has always had a mind for how to work and how to work with different people. No, so, no question, no question about that. So I thought, I thought they pulled off a pretty good match here. What's funny? Take a look at Eddie Kingston's entrance during this one. This mm. guy is like the the guy who was sitting at the lunch table and gets called out by kids on the playground. He's oh no, none of this bullshit, and he's walking towards <laughs> the ring. He's stomping his way through. No entrance, you know what I mean? It's just he's straight up. What I liked about this match. Nice back and forths. The guys were actually looked like they were in a wrestling match feud. They looked mm-hmm. like they were fighting over something, which the match previous to this didn't look like. The other one looked like a choreographed dance. This looked mm-hmm. like two guys who wanted to kick each other's head in, and I appreciated that. You had Eddie Kingston throwing suplexes on Jericho, and I'm actually going to give Chris Jericho credit. Ready for this? He was in good shape. He looked uh-huh. slim, thin. And, like, ready to go. And you could see he had that spring in his step. When he did the line salt, he didn't look like Tommy Dreamer, you know, falling with an anchor from his back from the second rope. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was he was actually flying. And uh, the crowd was super into it. Now, the ending, Eddie Kingston finally gets his big win via submission in the middle mm-hmm. of the ring. No hijinks. He tapped him out. So that right there, I really, really appreciated. And Jericho then, after he lost, he refused to shake his hand. Well, you know what? Eddie Kingston was a bit of a douchebag leading into this one, so you kind of get it. But uh, I, I literally dug everything about this thing, man. I, I thought it was I thought it was the right way to start the show with a meaningful match that meant something. So yeah, good. I, good I actually think it's one of the best matches of the show. No question. Just because, no question. Just because it goes against the grain of what the show will eventually unravel and become. Next match, the Jurassic Express defeated Red Dragon and the Young Bucks. So right off the bat, uh, this was about 20 minutes, by the way. Right off the yep. bat, I don't think I've wanted to punch anyone as much as I wanted to punch the Young Bucks based on how they look. Like, I haven't watched for a few weeks. I haven't really seen, like, their evolution of their douchebaggery gimmick. But holy oh, cow, full, They're full tilt. They're full oh tilt. Oh, my God. I didn't recognize Chris, them. Christian, Christian would go through glass to get at these guys to choke yeah. them. 
I'm kind of glad he doesn't watch now because I'm afraid they'd have you know he they they commit. He'd him. be right. He'd be right. <laughs> Christian would actually be right watching this. He'd they'd it's, go. Whoa, these I mean, guys like, are I love it. Yep, I, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like they like you want. The young bucks are are trying to play douchebag heel, and I think they're and they're getting away with it. But like they used to be, they used to be kind of like funny douchebag heels. You yeah. know, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. they they were kind of internet guys, if you know what I mean. You know, the, everything was a joke, yeah. and everything was an inside joke, and there was like fifty layers of inside joke. Um, right. and they were kind of dorky, but I like that. Right. About them. Me too. Now, now they're like three foot versions. Of like the douchebags you find in bars, what assholes these guys are! Yeah, they are. They are the guy who uh, who slaps your girlfriend on the ass as you're dancing with her, and you're like, yeah. whoa, 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 hold on a second, now, sunshine." Right. Except that the guy that does that is six foot five. Right. Not these <laughs> you know? guys. Not these guys doing their <laughs> right. You know, not all three feet of the young bucks. You know, <laughs> like holy cow! But yeah, I'm I'm here for it, man. If like if the if the young bucks are gonna lead into this, like I want to see how far this can go. Like, where does the douchebaggery end? We're finding new levels. This is exciting for me. Yes. As as for this particular match, placement mm. is a concern here. We just came off a match exactly like this. Yep. You know what I mean? With all the bells, Hang all on, the whistles. This is yeah. typical of the young bucks. They get their shit in early. And right. Then they oh, definitely. Absolutely. You yes, know, exactly. they're, they're always yeah, yeah. like, here's the, like, the, so when I was in high school, I was, uh, we, we had, a, I was in a band, like, you know, a heavy metal band, believe it or no. not. No, <laughs> really? Ah, uh, no. Um, were you, did, did you play or were you the singer? I was a singer. I was All the right. screamer, screamer slash rapper, more like it. Anyway. Okay. Hey, oh, <laughs> rapper? No. no. We did a, we you are the, like the whitest man I know. You shouldn't be rapping. Come on. <laughs> I am not the whitest man you know. You know far whiter <laughs> than me. Check our chat. Fair, uh, fair enough. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's fair. That's fair. But uh, we did a Rage Against the Machine song. That's where I say rapping. But yeah, I was nice. screaming slash rapping slash just being angry young kid. Anyway, um, we when we did the rock show... There was a, there was an issue of who was going to go on first, who was going to go on last. What's the headliner? Like, what order are we doing this in? Because it, you know we're all about the same. We're all high school kids playing playing in different bands. And one of the one of the guys from Rigor Sardonicus, which was the school death metal band, was like, yep. "I want to go third. Like nobody else had said anything at that point. He just blurts out, "I want to go third. And we're looking at him like, "But for why?" And he goes, "Because you're it's the middle." You know, people are. If you go first, people miss you because they get there late. If you go Correct. last, people are tired; they want to go yep. home. If you are in the middle, that's when you're going to get the most attention. Correct. So He's I right. demand rigor sardonicus go third. The young bucks is rigor sardonicus. They go. <laughs> <laughs> they are right there. <laughs> right there. Good call. <laughs> are settled and are paying attention and they get the most focus and then when they're done no, no, nothing matters also not not nearly as much has happened yet yes you're right about the placement in terms of it, it was too close to the house of black match and it was too similar but again we still hadn't had the dog collar match and the skate right. going through tables match and you right. know all all of it you know mick foley going off the hell on the cell and you know a dog jumping off a high board into an ordinary drinking glass <laughs> none of that had happened yet yeah so, the, yeah. but, and the, and if you look at the last couple of like half a dozen pay per views the Young Bucks have been on, unless they were in the main event, they usually go second or third. Okay, so so I started out like I said, I'm mm. positive on this pay per view and and even this match. So here's here's why. 
they're very, very, very um, aware that their company is full of WWE guys. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're using the WWE guys right now to propel their own individual talent. Mm-hmm. So they brought in, like, Red Dragon, for example. Okay? Mm-hmm. They brought in these guys, and they're losing here in the main event. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're losing. Um, Jurassic Express goes over. Jurassic Express is a homegrown AEW tag team. Okay? And right it was answer. It was right. Two. Eddie Kingston in the first match is an AEW guy going over a WWE guy. They mm-hmm. are not taking the Christian Cages and putting the belt on them right now, which are big, big, big bloated mistakes. They are building and having the patience to build their own talent. And that right there, mm-hmm. you can say what you want about this match. Yeah, it was similar. Yeah, we're going to see this match two more times mm-hmm. on this pay-per-view, by the way. To, to but Lucisaurus credit- finishes them with their finishing move. To the credit of AEW, um, I like the fact that they are... Well, to, sorry, to, to the credit of AEW and to the guys coming over from the WWE, I don't think anyone wants to win. I think everyone just wants to play. And right. the yeah, WWE yeah, yeah. Was, right. it's such a, was such a uh, an environment where it was hard to breathe that now yes. they're just like, I don't, you know, like they're not, most of these guys are not marks, you know, right. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, John Moxley, they know the deal. They know Correct. that it's not about winning, but it's, it's about entertaining. It's about, you know, selling tickets. And but so, they know too, when they lose, that loss should mean something. Yes. It's not a throwaway on Raw in 30 right. seconds. Right. Carrying cross. That's no. What, that's what I'm saying. Like these guys come over and I, they just they want to play and they want to play well and they want to play on a team where it's Correct. going to mean something. And I think so when they but you know when when they lose a match, as long as it's meaning you know it has meaning. There's you know it's building towards another event that they can sell tickets to and it's continuing to generate interest. Who yep. gives a shit? Again, they're Correct. not Bret Hart who thought this was real Correct. for some odd reason. Uh, <laughs> this 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 was 19 minutes of solid AEW action, is what I'll it call this. Certainly match. was Ollie. L- lots of flip dives, lots of kicks, lots of the same that you've just seen. The mm. crowd absolutely loved it. The, nobody was off their mark. Mm. Uh, and listen, Jurassic Express gets the win with their finishing move. Comes off big, big affirming win. Thumbs up on this, even though I've just saw it before, but it's the AEW formula. And at this point, right after this one, another 17 or 19 minutes of it. Yep. I'm, my, my patience is being tested at this point. Continue. Yeah, that, that brings us to the face of the revolution ladder match. Look, let me, let, let's just go over this again. Six man, three way tag, ladder match, dog collar match, tornado tag team match. Yep. It's all things. It's all things. That's what they should have called this pay-per-view. AEW, it's all things. All the things, yeah. All so, the things, yeah. This was uh, Wardlow defeated Christian Cage, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. Now, who? Who won? Who won? Wardlow, to your point about, like, you know, we, we had these seats and we've steadily warded them over. And, look, it wasn't always a bright, shiny, uh, sunshiny day. We didn't always, you know, uh, take care of the soil. But, hey some some fruit has grown here and here we have wardlow who's built like a brick shit house and other than his i had to stop myself there other than his less than manly top knot um <laughs> you want a top knot you're jealous other other than i do not other than his tenderific <laughs> dnd top knot um <laughs> He looks awesome. He looks like a main eventer. He looks like he's somebody that's going to put butts in seats. And I'm he looks like somebody off of a new version of Evolution. He looks like the Batista role from Evolution. 
He's well dressed. He's well kept. Right. He's a shit house. This mm-hmm. is Batista twenty twenty two right here. Yeah, and, and this, this is, is. His, and this is his coming out year. Yep. This is his coming out party. Yep. Just like when Batista had his with um, you know, Triple H and the Royal Rumble and all of that. And you know, and then he he got to have he got to partially headline uh, WrestleMania and win a title right. on his own and be like the head guy of SmackDown for months on end. Like I think this is the beginning of the of the of a big Wardlow run. And I think so too. We, but like but like you said with Jurassic Express and and some of these other people, this has been building over two years. Look where he started versus where he is now. Like I'm actually I'm drawing this out and I'm talking about it because I'm actually impressed that AEW has a degree of like foresight. Because in the past we've criticized stuff like this. They just hot. It's the Vince Russo hot shotting of everything to where they like in three months. What do you have left to do? But now, meanwhile, now, meanwhile there, you still have guys like Wardlow. There's an underlying current that they keep returning to that we keep mm-hmm. forgetting. That's that wasn't brought up here, but you sort of got hinted at a little bit later. He's under contract to MJF. Mm-hmm. They keep referring to this. So when he goes, cashes in, you know, his his title shot and wins. Mm-hmm. Technically, a uh, MJF owns that belt. Oh, you think we're gonna have? Uh, that's exactly what's. This is exactly what's happening. This is yeah. what is going to happen that, right here. That's actually really good, Chris, because that because that's a nice transition point into them feuding with each other, where he's like, "You have to give me the belt." You know, it's my. He belt has to. He you. he. So this has been brought up several times, mm-hmm. and uh, especially early on, MJF really made a point of beating it to death. And mm-hmm. since Wardlow's being popular, they they haven't forgotten it. They they bring it like slightly in the background, mm-hmm. but they've left it alone right now until that right minute when he goes in, captures that belt, gets that pop, and he's got to surrender that belt right away. It's genius. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, as far as the match goes, just really quickly, this was a lot of fat guys falling off lad- ladders. Yeah, I mean, like Keith Lee uh, does nothing for me at all. Still yeah, does we're, nothing we're, for me here okay. in AEW. So we have friends um, that were, were chatting with us while I was watching this, and they don't watch wrestling. And so mm-hmm. I would just keep sending them clips. And every time someone did a ladder spot, I sent them a clip. They were like, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, yep, that's, that's that kind of match. Yeah, that's it's pretty it's pretty funny. You got you know a lot of things were happening here. You had uh, you know big guys like Powerhouse Hobbs and Keith Lee, you know, facing off one on one. You had some great interaction with Ricky Starks and Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy doing his you know almost his full repertoire moves with his hands in his pockets, which still impresses me. Mm-hmm. And then you had the seasoned veteran Christian, who was basically there as a furniture setter upper. That's yeah, all he, he did. He literally he, placed the furniture. So the I was say, he, was like, he was like the Bubba Ray Dudley from the old TLC matches. He was like the in-ring agent. He was. And I, and I can't tell you how stupid that sonic ring hanging from the ceiling was. It's it's still stupid looking to me every time. Did you and see the, to make it to make it extra hang stupid, hang on, hang they on. have did a you, yeah, go ahead. Did you see the picture Alexis put in the chat? No. No. At the top of the ladder. Oh, I did see that. Yes, that's <laughs> hilarious. Exactly our point. But so they made it extra. So they actually had a golden light shining on the ring Mm -hmm. to make it extra golden. So it actually glimmered similar to a sonic ring. But when you take down the the ring, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? When Wardlow took it down, he pulled it out of the light and now all the gold light was shining on him. And this thing looked like just a like a dull piece of shit. You know what I mean? It was so funny. But just just watch the ending when when he when he hauls it down. They Mm -hmm. actually have light shining right on that ring to make it glow it was it's so stupid that they, they got to get do away with that gimmick i mean what are you going to do hand in this giant sonic ring so here's my other honey bunny my other obsession jade cargill 
uh, took on Ty Conte, who was a cutie patootie. Uh, this was six minutes, 50 seconds. Um, I was I, honestly, after, after the walkouts, I lost interest in this match. What'd you think of it? Oh, man. Jade Cargill, Vince McMahon is writing a check already. Yeah. She is WW like this lady is mm. WWE money. If she showed up at WrestleMania, she'd fit right in. She has yeah. the look. She's got the well, she's got the WWE talent. Can, I will can say you imagine she's good enough for that. Jade Cargill in a promo off with Becky Lynch. No trouble. I'm, I'm that bitch. I'm that bitch. Oh, no, you're not. You're not. And the man. I'm all stupid. You're, you're coming here with your yellow hair and you you think you look like oh. you're from the X-Men. And she's like, and then she turned into the natural Butch Reed. <laughs> I do like the, the night that Jade Cargill won her, uh, won her championship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they humanized her a little bit. So they had her kids in the audience before she was a stilted stone cold, you know, I'm that bitch. Sure. And all of a sudden something snapped, something changed in her character and the fans are now taken to her. So she figured out that costumes work. So she came out here dressed as Jade from Mortal Kombat. Right. Seeing she's Jade Cargill. It's, it's very fitting. Everything she wears is bang on Mark. She oh, looks yeah. like money. She is money. This lady is a future star. She put away Tay Conte, which is just, this is just, this is just career building. This is this is about yeah. the moment of Jade Cargill's elevation yep. and going to be a like, you know, ten second clip of her career rise. That's all this was there for. Yeah, Tay no, Conti was more than serviceable. This was yeah, this was fine. Um, in in that sense where it's good to give her some big time exposure on a pay per view to make her seem like a bigger star than she is, and I'm here for it. And I think and I think if she can work steadily, not injure people, not injure herself, and get yeah. a little less clumsy, a little, a little yeah. less, a little less Sid vicious with her promos. Mm-hmm. I think big right on. You're right on the money with that. I think she's like another Shaw or another Becky Lynch. I think she's going to be a superstar. Superstar. Now, what is with Tay Conte and that eye makeup? That Ronda Rousey stupid eye makeup type shit. I don't know. She I don't can't... know why. I don't know why the girls think like this is what the guys want. I don't know any guy. Listen, Say... if, if there's a guy that thinks it's hot that you have a black eye, that's not the guy for you. I. Right. I... <laughs> So it, it went from it went from women thinking that this looks good, mm-hmm. right? You go out, you go around to the, the Florida Mall, you're gonna see lots of ladies who look like this, Mark. And now they're gonna have the eye makeup, which is extra stupid. On top of yeah. that, who's okay. who's telling these people? Hey, do guys like the big plunger lips and the? Uh... Yeah, that's, no, they don't. They're they're they men don't. are sitting around talking. What we really like are duck lips and black eyes because we're weirdos. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Come on, man. So brutal. Anyway, girls, girls, we like you natural and quiet. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) an almost 30 minute match here. CM Punk (laughs) defeated MJF in the dog collar match. This was honestly, this should have, this was like the Daniel Bryan, um, John Moxley from, I think two years ago where they did the, uh, the, where they where they did the death match, the lights out, the first ever like lights out match, or whatever it was. Yeah, um, I might be mixing up my matches, but whatever one where it wasn't the title match, it was the lights out match, and it ended the show because it was unsanctioned. That's where that that's where this belonged. Like Adam Cole versus Adam Page should not have headlined the show. It should have been this. This was brutal. Yeah, this it was. This was one of my favorite matches of the show. And I think it was one of the best matches of the show because of the brutality of it. But it's less special because everything around it was also a lot of nonsense and a lot of guys falling right. oh, on yeah. their heads. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know, and so this, this unfortunately um, was not well served by being placed in and amongst a lot of nonsense. I think had it just been the only one and it had been the headliner, I think people would have reacted to it a little bit better. 
I have to. I, CM, CM Punk and MJF are great, and they and they work great together. I think they were smart to have a uh, a cool off match. So that the mm-hmm. Tay Conte and Jade Cargill match was was a cooler. That was your you know your women's main event that they used to do at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Where they, sure. they put the ladies on before the main event, and that's yep. that's the thing that they did. That's that's not us being idiots, which we certainly are. But that is you know that's something they always did. So they had to cool the crowd down from these high flying crazy ass matches. And they these guys they didn't do anything special in that ring. They mm-hmm. just beat each other with a chain, whipped each other right. with a chain, dragged each other. They bled, they bled, they bled, and uh, then they had the ending. So here you go. Wardlow comes down. The whole thing is that you know MJF wants him to take that the ring, the big ring he uses to knock people out. Uh, you know Wardlow has it, so he's going to drop the uh, bring the ring down. But instead, he lays the ring down on the ground. CM Punk places the ring on. Bang knocks out MJF, gets the win. Wardlow walks away with a big smile on his face. So this is this is similar to a a face turn from Wardlow, and I think the 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 reason for this match to even be is not to have it to well. This is basically the finish, the blow off for MJF Punk as we transition into Wardlow and uh, MJF. But I don't think they're going to go all the way. I think anyone thinks that on Dynamite that we're going to transition right into Wardlow MJF, sadly mistaken. I think we're going to continue to see the journey of Wardlow till he wins that belt, and then the thing is going to blow up. That that This is the end game. But you know what? CM Punk came out to his old Ring of Honor music, his same look. He had his little hoodie, his zip up. He wore his trunks. He looked like CM Punk of old, Ring of Honor style. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, went a long way with the marks, brother. Did I like the match overall? I, I thought it was okay, mm-hmm. if that's all right to say. I think isolated from everything else we've been talking about and just examining the match from beginning to end and nothing else, Yep. I liked it. I, it was brutal. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Like these two guys hated each other. If you know, like they were beating each other. Yes. With, okay. Beating each other with the chains and everything. Like, like somebody was in it to win it. Like this should. Right. This should not have been a wrestling match. This should have been what exactly what it was, which was a right. Two so guys Correct. trying to kill each other with a chain, and they right. did that. So it's like it's and hard for me to be like, oh, I don't like it when they were doing. They knew the assignment and they did it. I know I, I'm gonna so what I'm gonna change my I totally agree with you. So did I like it better than all the flip de do matches that were that started the show? I did. Mm-hmm. This this was exactly what it needed to be. I agree with you. It didn't need to be anything else. I I would I would I would change my mind completely. I would say it perfect. The more we there talk about it, the more I realize that this is my favorite match of the night. This is the best yeah. match. Yeah, yeah, no, that is the best match. Hundred percent. Hey, you know what, Chris Bailey? Yes. Did you know that when putting together a show, sometimes you know you got to write notes, and sometimes you know you might need a word, you might need a thought, you might need some help. Do you know what could help you prepare better notes for shows like this? I don't know, but my notes that I have here on my screen, which you probably uh-huh. can't see, it looks like a white screen, would definitely would have been helped with Grammarly. Yeah, why do you tell them about it, Mark? I will. For you listeners of TV Party tonight, Grammarly is offering a free download of the Grammarly software. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps you write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Um, Grammarly helps... Grammarly uh, corrects hundreds of Grammarly will help you read your ad read. Uh, Grammarly corrects hundreds of <laughs> and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. To download Grammarly today, go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M network. Again, it's getgrammarly.com slash W2M network to download Grammarly for free. All right. Cool. And now, now cool. into the back half. Dr. Britt Baker. Did you know she was a dentist? 
Um, this did not need to be almost 20 minutes long. Jesus, <laughs> no. Mary and Joseph. Especially oh after God. especially after a half-hour match. Pacing is off. So yeah. one criticism of this show is the pacing and placement. And I think one thing WWE does good, their matches are not as good as AEW. Their talent is not as good as AEW. However, well, their on. placement of their, their match, no, they're not. Their treatment not. of their talent is not as good. Their talent is just fine. Hmm. Dude, do we need to read like through the roster? You're gonna sit there and tell me like a lot of guys in the rosters can't work. I mean, that's not fair. I think we have uh, ice cream to uh, to horseshit at this point when it comes to You're, rosters. What? Who are you? Who do you think? The, do you think only one guy's on the roster and it's Baron Corbin? They have okay. more people. Okay, so Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns. Reigns. Stop! Stop! Right there. That's it. Drew McIntyre's just fine. Nope. Nope. Oh, you're an insane. No good. No good. Biggie. Oh, okay. New day. New day. Your boys. The new day. Hang on. Come on, man. Not to be too literal, but you're sitting here telling me that nobody on the WWE roster can work or is a good wrestler except for Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. You could not like them all you want. You're 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 entitled to have your opinion. You're a pretty girl, but you you can't sit there and tell me (laughs) that. These people can't like like pound for pound. There's the they wrestlers have, they, in AEW are so much yes. superior to the wrestlers in the, WWE. That's nonsense. Right. Okay, okay. Here, here's here's my point. So mm-hmm. let's take a look at some of the depth in this thing. The Miz, Big E, like all these guys are three or four years past their expiration date. Are they good wrestlers? Yeah. Three or four years ago. That's all I'm saying, though. Like, They're done, but but it's but it's over. There's nothing new. Right, right now, we have all the new and some of the old helping elevate yeah, the like, new. Like that in fresh AEW. face, like that fresh face mask wrestler. Oh, what's his name? Sting. You fanboy. <laughs> it's a hundred years old. Okay, 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 okay. You know what? This is actually a great idea. Okay, listen to this. So you've got Sting. Okay, you're mm-hmm. making my AEW is making money with Sting. Would you not agree? He's bringing people in. He's got his, you know, he's he's he helped, he's sure. he's helping elevate mm-hmm. Darby Allen. Would you not say? Sure. He's selling to did the do the did the fans not love Sting in this pay per view? I can guarantee you, he got one of the biggest pops of the night. <laughs> fans love most things in AEW, almost okay, in- but they they love Sting. Let's face it. So WWE gets Sting, except they get him a couple of years before. Now, what did they do with him? They hey, why don't we him. put him in the main event? Why don't we make him lose every single I, match? If you're tell, but here you're saying one thing and then saying a completely different thing that does that's not congruent with the first thing you said. You're saying no, 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 no. He he's there to elevate somebody. He's Sting is not there on his own. He's there you're to elevate AEW the young talent. Has better wrestlers, and I'm telling you, both Did companies' it? wrestlers are about the same. Okay. Daniel Bryan, John Moxley, all came from WWE. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying not saying that they are. They have MJF. You've got, you know, you've got, you've they got all the Joey w- Janela. No, they don't. He's QT, he's he's fired. He's done. And KT and QT KT and QT Marshall and I, the list goes on. Look, they I, they've got they've got the talent. They've got the future of the business. And WWE have some of them uh, sure. is expired milk. Okay, I it's true. You, I didn't want to do two hours on a on, on an hour show podcast, so I'm going to let this go. But Chris Bailey, be expired fair, milk. Be fair, pound for pound, their rosters are about the same. They do you have- do you want to watch the Miz? Yes. 
No, you don't. Seth Rollins. Do you want to watch Seth Rollins? Kevin Every Owens. Day. I don't. I tell you what. I, I don't want to see Drew McIntyre, mm-hmm. The Miz, Seth Rollins. I don't want to see any of these guys on my TV. I cannot stand them. Cannot stand them. Do I like Roman Reigns? I I, I tolerate it. I, I respect that he's a, a top star. Brock Lesnar? Absolutely. No question. All right. Bigger okay. than anyone AEW has. But they are so far decimated. This is... This is WWE new generation era, like low talent roster. I'm going to say right this one more time, and then I'm and then I'm moving into the next thing. Because okay, the Thunder, because Thunder Rose and Breaker have wrestled each other 500 times. There was nothing. They have, yeah, no, nope. washed up, serviceable. Let's move on. Serviceable, to yep, yep. And and not only that, do you know that Thunder Rosa was supposed to win this match? How about oh, that? So remember, we talked about Layla Hirsch at the beginning. Yeah. So they have other shows coming up. So now tomorrow, I think uh, Layla Hirsch is going to fight the number two contender, which happens to be Thunder Rosa. And I think Thunder Rosa will finally get her win, but they're holding off. So I think this is just a little bit of uh, delayed appreciation here. So I think they wanted to have Britt Baker's last big win here. And it was just, it was literally all outside interference. That's all this thing was. And uh, Thunder Rosa takes the loss again, and Britt Baker wins. But I think this is this is her last hurrah. This is her big uh, big going out party. I mean, I they've, been, they've been feuding off and on for a year. If you yeah, remember, that's right. In fact, my my kids and I and my wife did a uh, an alternative commentary, just audio yes. only, for the uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam match that they had. Um, yep. with the tax and all of that. And so, like, they've been doing it that long. Anyway, um. You can say, I think if your opinion is, I find WWE to be boring, I find the wrestlers, you know... The, the I, find it ex- I, I, I find it that it's still doing... I think it's treading water. Mm-hmm. I think it's expired milk. I okay. think it's a treadmill that hasn't stopped for three years. And it's the but same. That's same, not same, the same, 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 same as same. their wrestlers aren't good, which is the first thing you said and really the only reason yes, I argued with you. Yes, it is. The reason they're not good is that they're expired right now. They need to be freshened. Speaking of fresh faces that AEW <laughs> has brought us... From you know, from hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You like restaurants, right? I do. Right. So, say for example, you go and you order a steak. Okay. What steak do you like better? Do you like one that's new and fresh, just hot off the grill, or do you want one that's reheated from three years ago? What do you like, in Mark Radlich? Okay, I obviously the fresh steak. <laughs> you want the fresh steak, but what you're saying is one. Pl- what you're saying is one place is serving rat meat, and the other place is serving cow. <laughs> And it's not the same <laughs> or accurate. All right, fair. Okay. I I acquiesce. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Anyway, AEW original John Moxley versus AEW oh, original Brian Danielson. Clearly superior AEW original wrestlers. Um, yeah, this this sort of blew my argument all the holes right here. Yeah. <laughs> like, this was Dude. this was set up. This was all about placement of argument, and I placed you, my argument in the wrong you spot. And you, you and your wife, Martha, just walked into an alley. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the guy clutching the pearls now at this point. Um, oh, I thought this man. was okay. This was um, – here's the thing. One, we watching Daniel Bryan just be Daniel Bryan and going with no restraint just is fun to watch. Re- refreshing. But he, but he has to have the right guy, and John Moxley's not that guy. John Moxley with the cuffs off does Nick Gage matches. Daniel Bryan with the cuffs off does the best work workers working matches in wrestling yeah. right now. And they actually don't have great matching styles. They don't complement each other very well. And this was awkward and kind of brutal mm-hmm. to watch and a little tripsy. Really? And I, I didn't love it. 
I, I Ooh, it was I, it, it, I'm, it, it looked better on paper than it did in in reality. I really really enjoyed it. Was it too okay. long? And I think I think some of the some of the momentum of the match was lost with again what we have already seen. These matches are too long, Mark. These matches are too long. If you if you cut these matches down in bite-sized portions, all of this means more. Mm-hmm. And another extended match, it, it just it exhausts the, the viewer. You don't want another 25 to a half hour match, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bite-sized portions, guys. Bite-sized portions, you know. Less is more when it comes to timing on these matches. I, I enjoyed the shit out of this match. Um, John Moxley got the win here with a roll-up, like an inside, like literally a flip over, almost like schoolboy type of thing. Hooked the legs and got an upset win over, you know, Brian Danielson, which was cool. But the big story of this match, you know, we had a big brawl at the end of the match, and who comes out but William Regal to a massive pop. He gets hey, in the middle of the two guys. AEW original William Regal. A guy who the fans love, love, love. So listen to this. The, we end this match with three of the, wor- of the wrestling's best shooters standing together, shaking hands. Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and William Regal all in one ring together. This is uh, this is fanboy's wet dream here, brother. I'm telling you right now. This was uh, this was all the things. Twenty one minutes. It was. It was all of it. And I'm going like this. <laughs> You're doing what now? No, I'm not. I'm not saying nothing. I ain't doing it anymore. I applaud you, Chris Bailey. I like I like when I have someone fun to work with. Um, <laughs> in my I was catching it all. <laughs> I lo- I loved it. I loved everything about that. Yeah, okay. that was that was awesome. What do you think of Regal's debut? You got to admit that fan base don't care. It. He's a hundred. He's a oh, hundred, and for the last eight years, he's been in NXT. You know, occasionally walking out, going, "Hey, knock that shit off." The best thing yeah. William Regal, the best thing William Regal has done in his entire like the past decade of work has been yelling war games at a at eight bitchy women. That was it. That was the height of Regal mania. I'm gonna have to send the Twitter masses against you, sir. I'm gonna I have to care. turn the tide. Yep. I got broad attack, shoulders. And, attack this turkey. Attack I got broad this shoulders and nothing but time. Bring it, bitches. William Regal. Get him. Get him. One <laughs> one cool thing he did. All right, ladies, I had enough. Look <laughs> <Love> games! <laughs> and everyone, everyone was erect. Pants went out the window and hitting small children and dogs. The world was awash in semen. It was a wonderful moment for wrestling fans far and wide. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm, I am glad I didn't say this on the internet. That's all I got to tell you. <laughs> This is perfect. Credibility killer. End of the podcast. End of the Rattlish Broadcasting Network. Mark Rattlish on Twitter. I don't give a hoot. Uh, hey, guys. Hey, guys. I'll further this argument even more. You know what? He loves the WWF. Oh, my God. Can you? Can you that's also not what I said. Dickens. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he, he loves it. He loves it, guys. I'm okay. just telling you. Wow. Okay. I mean, you can lie. Speaking to of a hundred years old, why don't we talk about Sting? <laughs> oh my God, this match! Yeah, um, this yeah, Darby <laughs> Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting in a garbage match against Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. I the only thing I even remember about this is only because I wanted to send uh, clips of the show to my friends 
of the table spots. So when so I had to, so I had to watch the Sting table spot like three times to get to get yeah, a clip yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. It. And that's the only thing I remember about this match. Like, but this is now like the third or fourth time in a row we've seen one of these multi-man garbage yeah. matches, and I'm just over uh, it now. I don't care. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's it, the pacing has has come to bite itself in the ass, and it murdered it here mm-hmm. at this point. Sting did save it here. Now, Darby, let's talk about Sammy Guevara. So I love Sammy Guevara. He he's fine. He does all kinds of high, you know, um, high flying moves and all that type of stuff. However. Mm-hmm. It's so choreographed, Mark. It's like yeah. it's like if I was going to do a spot with you, and it took so long that I have to now book a plane, fly to Florida, set up a scaffold, me and you have to climb it, and then execute the move. That felt like how long it took for Sammy Guevara to actually execute moves here. It was forever. You yeah. know what I mean? Now, Sting had his massive spot where, you know, he did a stinger splash off the top of the... Uh, you know, the, the railing or the balcony on the outside of the ring uh, on Andrade. Now, Andrade and I think it was Sammy were fighting, and Andrade uh, sent Sammy to the floor, and then he just decided, I think I'm so tired, I'm going to lie on this table. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Why Why is he, like, Sammy didn't punch him and knock him on the table, and he was resting comfortably while Sting splashed him. No. It's just a stunt no. show. I'm done yeah. with stunt shows. I, Andrade was like, oh, I'm so tired. I must lay down. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. That, that That's lazy. That's lazy. Now, the Sting spot is going to be one that you're going to see. It's about Christian moments. This was our moment. This is this is a five-second video clip that the internet is going to love. Yeah, sure. They drop, an, they, they drop a geriatric out of a window through tables. Terrific. Uh, <laughs> poor bastard. And man, Sting's uh, Sting's bald spot is getting bigger, baby. It's like super circumference now on the back of that head. You yeah. almost got to do something about it. He got to call Chris Masters about that those hair plugs. You know, start pulling those pubes, sending them upstairs. All right, and in the main event, <laughs> we had. I'm just moving on. Uh, Hangman Adam Page de- uh, defending his w- AEW World Championship against Adam Cole, baby. Um, it was fine. They were having a match. It was going back and forth. This is get a- This was. This was the one that I think where everyone kind of collectively went enough of this already. It was like the third right. or fourth Canadian destroyer, and this went to the floor, and Adam Page got up and they kept wrestling. And yeah, then, we're worn out at this point. We're worn out. We're yeah, tired. We're tired. And then we're the locker room clears out, and everyone's involved, and it's just over. It was just way overbooked. You know, it was like they wanted. It's like they wanted to protect Adam Cole because you know he just came over and he's a big player for them. But he, they want to keep the belt on Adam Page, and they just don't know what to do. So they do everything, and they hope it's all. It's like they're just shooting so much stimulus at you as the audience yeah. that yeah, you're, they're hoping you won't notice how bad it is if you're overwhelmed with stuff. Can we, so, yeah, you're you are one hundred percent with this. This whole pay per view will mm-hmm. be studied at the performance center of why timing pacing and even so much as naming your wrestlers is important we had two adams in the match people were chanting let's go adam (laughs) adam page adam cole what in conclusion um you needed to cut an hour off of this show you needed to big time you needed to change some matches like not every pay-per-view needs to be wrestlemania and get everybody on the card doing everything have some self-control my my, right. my here's my overall thoughts. I thought the whole show is probably like a B minus, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, okay. I it didn't hit that next level of me to where I loved it. A lot of it was like individually things were okay, but I think when I looked at the sum of its parts, between the four hour runtime, too many multi man matches, too many garbage matches, 
and then in too much overbooking, I'm like, this can't we go back to a simpler time? Like when my son and I did right. Beach Break, yeah, yeah. it was a couple of matches and some interviews, and there was, you know, and then this is the one I made the click the TikToks uh, clip with was Adam Cole and, and um, Orange Cassidy going off the top through the table, but like that's still memorable to me. I barely right. remember anything from this pay-per-view, and it was only a few days ago. I still remember it, that spot. It needed some shenanigans. It needed it needed interruptions within the match, like angles, uh, interviews, yeah. uh, something. We forgot about Swerve. Swerve showed up. Another WWE guy just wow, I don't, fresh off, fresh off hit row. Yeah, there's nothing I don't care about. Um, right, but but you're right. You're right. This so so like I said, Adam Cole. You know. Um, Adam Page gets the win here against Adam Cole. It's this match was four or five times we've seen it over and over and over and yep. over on this show alone. Fans yep. are exhausted, exhausted at this point. Look, if you're if you're the kind of fan, and I'm going to try not to say this insultingly, but if you're the kind of fan who yeah. likes the same, you know, if you want to eat a ham sandwich every single day, and you, there's yep. nothing better than a ham sandwich, and you don't like change, then this is the event for you. You're like me, yep. and you like novelty. You like you want to see new things. You you will reward novelty with your participation. Then this is not really that great of a pay per view, and I think that's where I land on it. Some people will be like, "No, this was like an A." That's because you think everything AEW does is an A. I to me, I, this was too samey. If this was three hours, this would have been an A plus for me. At mm-hmm. this rate, time, pacing, and all that stuff, I have no issue with any of the matches. I think I think ninety percent of this stuff was well delivered and all that stuff. Right. Too long, it gets a it gets a B plus for me, but it this could have been an A plus card. I mean, you yeah. had the talent there, you had the matches. Just it was just bloated. It was a right. bloated lock. Cut, cut an hour, move CM yep. Punk versus MJF to the last match, and. Yep. And trim these matches to and trim out some of these matches, change them up so they're just regular matches. Don't do so many multi-man ones. I think you actually have a solid card here, but the way they did it, it just feels like too much. Um, you don't you they, don't have to have all these matches, Mark. Like mm. you know how WWE like they have Steve Austin coming back for WrestleMania because okay. they have nobody left on their shitty roster over in WWE, so they're mm-hmm. bringing back Austin. But here's how they're doing it: they're not just scheduling a match; they're going to have them appear on Kevin Owens' show, the Kevin Owens show, and it will trans... Well, listen, it'll transpire into a match. This is the thing. Mm. So, not a match technically, but it'll flow into something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They need these transitions in here. You don't need to have match, 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 half hour, right. half hour, half hour, half hour. It, to, to the Canadian point Destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> and in our 10th Canadian Destroyer onto a table. Um, the To your point, you know, the WWE, if you would go back to, like, the, the Attitude Era pay-per-views, it would be a match and a skit and an interview and a match and a skit and an interview and, you know, and then, oh, look, right. a debut, you know, and something's happening. You know, they they would tell you a story throughout the night, you know, but yes. back to different segments yes. and stuff. It felt more cohesive, um, is what I'm saying. And that seems to have been a lost art in terms of television production in modern wrestling. Hey, Chris you Bailey. Watched- Oh, yes. Have you have you watched any of the old WWF pay per views recently, like an old Royal Rumble? And you'd hit it right on the money. Some mm-hmm. of the things that they do really, really well is they had those interview in between, and it could have been just Hulk Hogan, you know, you know, brother, I'm hanging and banging in the gym with Venice Beach, brother, all the all the regular stuff like that. But it broke up the action. It was something to remember. Maybe they did an angle in between. There's transitions. This had nothing. This was like one long yeah. jerk. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, what do you got in the old tape deck these days, there, Mr. Chris Bailey? Why do I have in the tape deck? Well, I most recently listened to Guns N' Roses' Greatest Hits. Oh, I did. very good. You and know, I also Rose... found that on Amazon Music. 
Did you know Guns N' Roses actually has a new EP out called, um, I think it's like Hard School or Old School or something like that. Um, yeah, they have a new I, EP out. Is it good? I haven't heard I haven't, it yet. Haven't heard it yet, but I know what we can do. As soon as we're done with this podcast, we can use Amazon Music Unlimited to go check out the new Guns N' Roses EP. And then when we're done with that, go back and listen to some good Guns N' Roses. You know, <laughs> you didn't like Chinese democracy. So if you uh, like a Come on, man. trial of American uh, American of Amazon Music Unlimited, click the link in this podcast description. Get Amazon Music.com slash W2M Network. Again, get Amazon Music.com slash W2M Network for your free 30 day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Hey, Chris Bailey, um, what do you got going on in your world on podcasts? Oh, we we just came off a nice fresh one over there in the on the Wizards podcast guide to comics. We're talking about bad girls all the time, and this time we talked a little bit about some McFarlane Neil Gaiman action with, um, uh, and we compared it to some Rob Liefeld fare. So mm-hmm. one of our one of our podcasts on bad girls just went up. So uh, you know if you want to check some of that stuff out, it's the Wizards podcast guide to comics, and it's some fun stuff. And I don't know why Adam keeps forcing me to do hot girls. But, uh, you know, when it's Angela taking on... Uh, um, because, Chris oh Bailey, God. you're a heterosexual male. Touch a boob every once in a while, okay? It's okay to talk about hot girls. Against, yeah. I mean, Angela versus Evangeline? I mean, come on. you got you got to be there for that one, for sure. Absolutely. That's why, that's my new so phrase. What are, whenever, so, whenever, so, what, so what are we doing next, Mark Radlish? That's what yeah. I want to know. Whenever you neckbeards annoy me now, or I get annoyed by the neckbeards at work, I yell, touch a boob at them. That's my new phrase. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Put it on I think everyone... What's that? I said, put it on a T-shirt, Daniel Lasby. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was Love encouraging it. me Saturday night to start my own merch line. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Lasby would do it. He's yes. a good dude. See, did I not tell you he's a good dude? I told he's you. He's amazing. Yes, um, all right. So I'm just going to tell you, um, yesterday was our review of The Batman. If you've ever wanted to see me gush about a movie, that was the one. And the day before wow. that, um, Sean It's happened, I, everybody. Yeah, I know. I, I stepped out of critic He likes something. And I actually just just talked glowingly about something. Uh, Monday night, myself and Sean looked at three of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. The original, the 2003 remake with Jessica Biel in her frigid bosom. And um, and then the new one on Netflix, which sucks. Tomorrow, pa- uh, tonight, rather, uh, we're going to be doing a review of A Legion, Damnum on the Metal Hammer of Doom. And then tomorrow is Chapter 8, I believe, of the Four Kings of Boxing, Hagler versus Hearns. Um, the next mania of WrestleMania is... Uh, March 23rd. Well, what are you guys covering? 18 and 19. It'll be myself, Pat Mullen, and Neil um, Blom, somebody, from uh, well, this... from the uh, movies that don't suck and some that do. Oh, this is yeah. this is peak attitude area you're rolling into, so this should be some good stuff. Yep. Um, I don't know what you and I are doing next. I don't know if uh, I got you on anything. Like no WWE know. stuff coming up at all? Oh, I'm an idiot. Sorry. Okay. Well, you know what? You, I, you were like, have Z committed to any of that stuff? But in theory, uh, Chris Bailey will be joining me on either or both uh, nights one and two of WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, Correct. April, Absolutely. All right. Cool. Yay. Woo. And you're just doing WrestleMania. You're not doing Stand and Deliver, right? Uh, listen, if I, if I get a chance to watch it all in time, then I'll, I'll, I'll try to bang it out with you guys. Well, no, but we're going li- to live stream it. Okay, well, let me let me tell you something. If I'm available, I'll be there. That's what okay. I'll tell you. I, I, don't, I don't know what my work schedule looks like up to that point. That's why I can't really commit. commit. Um, yep. Theoretically, Bill Yankovy and I are going to do Ring of Honor Friday night, Saturday during nice. the day. Christine and I, and possibly Chris Bailey, will do Stand and Deliver, and then the new uh, Ring of Honor, by the way. Yes, uh, the Tony, Tony Khan. Khan. 
Yeah. And then myself and Chris Bailey and Chris Sheehan, the Podsman, we'll be doing nights one and two of WrestleMania Saturday and Sunday. So we have all, all right. those live streams coming up. All right. Um, I just want to remind everybody to like and subscribe to the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network on YouTube or on Twitch or any one podcatcher that you listen to traditional audio, uh, whether it's Apple Music or uh, Spotify or, um, you know, Stitcher, what the iHeartRadio, whatever. We're available everywhere. If you want to get the latest updates and all the new shows that we're doing, we drop some, sometimes two per day. Uh, you'll be able to keep up with everything. Subscribing helps us out also. The more we the more subscribers we have, the more things we can do to grow the podcast. And that's what we're trying to do. So I just want to encourage everyone to do that. Chris, love you, buddy. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And I will talk to you soon. The rest of you, this has been uh, TV Party Tonight. I'm Mark Rattledge. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>